we are doing Srimad Bhagavatam. Chapter is called Bhakti Yoga, Canto 11, Part 2, Chapter 29. The last time we had done a verse 21, up to verse 21. So, today we are going to open with verse 21 itself because verse 22 is nothing but supporting of 21. So, we will just continue from 21 onwards. O Uddhava, greatest of saints, in a dangerous situation, an ordinary person cries, becomes fearful and laments. Although such useless emotions do not change the situation, but activities offered to me without personal motivation, even if they are externally useless, amount to the actual process of religion. So, here Krishna is telling Uddhava, in a dangerous situation, dangerous situation actually doesn't mean dangerous situation. It means that there are some obstacles that might have come. There are some difficult situations. There could be some severe circumstances. There could be something which can disrupt a path of life. That means there is a smooth path that is there and it has got disrupted. Something, some kind of a difficulty has arisen. So, when a difficulty arises, or even if there is a small hiccup in the system, a man becomes fearful and laments. So, what does a man do? He is always complaining and he is always saying, why does this happen to me? Why does this happen to me? Why does... If it is not supposed to happen to you, it is not going to happen to you. But it is supposed to happen to you. Understand one thing, everything in this world is nothing but a progression. Progression means you are going ahead. If the teeth have fallen for the child, you know, you know those milk tooth, it falls. The child cries, oh my god, my teeth have fallen. And the mother says, okay, we will keep it under your pillow and then the tooth fairy will come. She will give you some money. And the child is happy. But why has the teeth fallen? All the teeth, you know, they, they disappear. Why? It is for progression only, no? Is it for regression or progression? It is always progressing ahead. That means the new set of permanent teeth are supposed to come. But how does a person take it? He takes it exactly like the child who is, Oh my God, my teeth has fallen. You see the way how the child will behave? Human beings behave exactly like this. A little hurt, a little problem, absolutely, it is minuscule in nature. Okay? You go to a place and let us say you are going to the bank or any government office. And when you reach over there, it is just one minute to closing time. And then the window closes. And then the person says, see, I came all the way over here and see, this is what happens to me. Now, I want you to think logically in your mind. Do you think that should that would have happened to a person who came in time? No. If you would have come in time, you would have been able to complete your task. But how much does the man lament? He cries even if the window closes. He loses opportunity every single day and he is keeping on complaining about it. There is always crib, 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 crib and crib. 
there isn't a single moment in time when he is saying, I will go in time. There is a, a very simple rule in the material world which you should understand. The rule says, suppose you are supposed to reach a venue at 6 o'clock in the evening. Okay? The program starts at 6. What is the right time to arrive? So the person says, in India we normally arrive at 7 o'clock. Because we are used to going late. Somebody else will say, Sir, 6 o'clock is the right time to arrive. Of course not. The time is quarter to 6. If you are really very good, if you are an average person, you will come 5 minutes to 6. That is 5.55. And sit in your seat so that the program can start. Idiots will arrive after the opening time. So they will say, 6 o'clock, I will come at 6.5, 6.10, 6.20 and so on and so forth. And then they will blame the whole world about it. It is very easy to blame the world, you know that. So, Krishna is talking about these kind of idiots in this world. Who love to blame everybody else and everything in this world. They will blame the silliest of the thing. If you don't go in time, if you cannot do your work in time, it is because I was doing something else. You think the rest of the world doesn't do? Yes, it does, but reasoning? So, a person cries and this is a normal human being. But what does a devotee of the Lord do? A devotee of Lord is exact reverse of this kind of a person. A person will never complain. You understand? Never complain. Uh, there is one thing which I have to tell you about 15 minutes before time. The reason why the 15 minutes before time or maybe an hour before time, what is the importance of that? Do you know in life there are lots of contingencies? Okay, lots of contingencies, lot of issues happen in our life. If you are there, then you can handle those con contingencies. Even a simple thing, oh, the, the program is supposed to start and at 6 o'clock, the person enters the gates of the compound. By 6.5, he is trying to sit in the seat and at 6.5, the person will make the space and put the thing in the seat. I have to go to the loo. The program has started 5 minutes ago. But the person is supposed to go to the loo and going to the bathroom is very important. Disturbing the entire person, you know, who is sitting over there, the person will go to the bathroom, come back, ah, now I am happy. This is how we behave. Like I said, person who comes in time exactly at 6 o'clock is an idiot. In my world, that person is not called a person who is keeping time. Somebody who comes way before time, sits over there, does the work, has extra time for doing every other thing, is the right kind of person. So, in my world, when certain jobs are given, three types of people are there. The first type of a person is, oh my God, I am supposed to do this job? <laughs> this is not good. Ah, let me do it. 
maybe I'll do it after half an hour, you know, or maybe I'll do it after one hour, when I am a little free. Okay, you are very busy. So, the person pushes it off to a later time. This person is coming from a guna which is called tamas, a tamasic person. Who is a rajasic person? Can you do this job? The person says, right now? The answer is, yes, of course, right now. Okay, I'll do it. And the person does the job. This person is called a person with rajasic guna. So, he is rajasic in nature. Now, we come to the last one which is called sattvic person. Do you know what is the difference between all these people and the sattvic person? The sattvic person has already anticipated the job and done it. So, I don't have to tell the person do this job. It is anticipated and finished. And then my words will go, we have to do this job. So, the person says, Guruji, I have done it. Now, do you understand the difference between these three kind of people? So, in this situation, when verse 21 is concerned, the person is fearful and laments. If I have to ask you the question, which guna does he exhibit? You know very well, he is from the Tamaguna, that is, he is tamasic in nature. Any person who keeps on cribbing, cribbing, cribbing and coming up with negatives and all kinds of lamentations or crying is a person who is predominantly tamasic in nature. So, such a kind of a person, although such useless emotions never change the situation. They do not change the situation. His life situation is never going to change. If you keep on crying and crying and crying, do you think anything is going to happen? Nothing is going to happen. And the situation remains like that and the person falls further into the ditch of karma. Now, we come to the second kind of person. But activities offered to me without personal motivation if someone does something for Krishna without any motivation, anticipating it, you understand this, this question, this word is very, very important, anticipating the issue. Such a type of a person who is doing it without any personal motivation, I am going to get something out of it. That person never thinks like this. Okay. He wears out the body for everybody in this world. Everybody. He will wear out the body for everybody on his own. He doesn't need some push from somewhere. Do this, do this, do this. That person doesn't need that. So, such a type of a person, even if they are externally useless actions, these actions could be useless. I mean, the kind of activity that is happening has no value. Absolutely zero value. Actually amounts to the actual process of religion. So, the activity may not be important, may not have that much of value, but when it is done for Krishna, selflessly, don't forget this word, selflessly, that means never put yourself first, do it selflessly. See, the word is selfless, the word is selfless. 
That means it is not for the self, not for I, me, myself. Got it? It is removing the self out without any motivation or any impetus from outside, any push from outside. You have to do it. Now, when you do that thing, that kind of a job is actually called a religious activity. It is actual process of religion. Did you get this verse clearly? I have taken a few minutes to tell you the verse again. Last time I explained it, but this time I wanted you to understand this is a very, very important verse. So, any activity in this world, any activity, you can be doing anything, even the stupidest of the act. Stupidest of the act is you could be, you know, removing the weeds from the garden. You may say, you know, it's a stupid act, but actually it's a very important act. We cannot understand when you remove the weed, you don't understand. Okay? Or when you are presenting a flower and you are removing the thorns from it. Why? You may think it's a useless act. No, it's a useful act so that the other person doesn't get hurt. You know, the thorns can, you know, rose have thorns. So, a person can get hurt. So, you are removing the, the thorns so that the person doesn't get hurt. So, you may say it's a useless act, but no, it's not a useless act. So, Krishna says any kind of activity. According to you, it may be a tough act. It can be a worthless act. And if you keep on cribbing about it, then you are gone. Then it is not a religious act at all. But if you do it, dedicate it to me. If you do this action, dedicating it to me and without any personal motivation, then that action is called the process of religion. Now, the next verse, verse 22, Bhakti Yoga, Canto 11, Chapter 29 from the Srimad Bhagavatam. This process is the supreme intelligence of the intelligent, the cleverness of the most clever, for by following it, one can in this very life make use of the temporary and the unreal to achieve me the eternal reality. And this is a very great promise. To every human being, this is a promise. Whoever is hearing these words and whoever is reading these words and whoever will hear these words, please remember, this is a promise of Krishna. What is he saying? If you were to follow verse 21 and not crib over any situation, don't crib, don't lament, don't get upset. Just do the job. Dedicating the job to me. Even if it is a worthless job, you will be doing religious work which will lead you to Krishna. This process, what I said just now, this process is the supreme intelligence of the intelligent. That means there are intelligent people, they are supremely intelligent. There are clever people, they are supremely clever if they do this thing correctly. First, stop cribbing, stop giving negatives, 
stop giving i can't do this is not possible lamentation you understand lamentation means what i don't have to tell you that we all lament isn't it if some work comes our way why should i do it just now this can be done later on no do it without questions dedicating it to krishna alone it may be the most useless work of all so did you understand do not crib even if it is lifting one thing and keeping it up you know lot of things fall on the floor we don't pick them up we think that oh later on somebody is going to sweep if you can pick it up for krishna throw it in the dustbin not for yourself no personal motivation there oh i have done a great job did you see i picked it up you know a person who does stupid jobs okay like closing the cupboard lifting up things doing something putting the things in place if you the person would have done it and later on there was something over there somebody says oh i picked it up i kept it in place the moment i has come into the picture the moment you say i have kept it what has happened it has become personal motivation do it don't talk about it do the job don't talk about it there is no need for you to advertise to the world that you have done the job just do it and move ahead that's it any work which is anticipated and done perfectly for the sake of krishna is a religious activity and in this verse he is saying something it is the super intelligence of the intelligent it is the super cleverness of the clever by following it one can in this life in this life alone make use of the temporary and the unreal to achieve me in this life you can achieve me there is no need for you to think of the next life and the next life and the next life and the next life no need to think you will be able to achieve this ultimate goal in your life to achieve me in this life and i am the ultimate reality isn't that the truth and this is what he tells uddhava i will repeat my sentence once again and then we will move ahead any job of any kind don't bother about the worthiness or the worthlessness of it the job has to be done if you do the job without any cribbing or lamentation or cries do that job selflessly selflessly without personal motivation no motivation of any sort you do that job dedicating it to krishna you are the super intelligent you are the super clever person and krishna's promises you will achieve me in this life itself no giving any reasons okay not even saying i did it no that is your ego 
because in hindsight you will say I did that, isn't it? Then you will lose Krishna. Krishna will disappear. Poof, like that. Okay, like the genie. <laughs> I hope you understood this verse. It's a very tricky verse, you know. And the lazy people will definitely say, Oh, he is pushing us to do this job. Oh, they have reasoning. Reasoning of any lazy person is, Why should I do it? Okay. Let us say, uh, this is uh, a small example I will give. If I say to you, Pick up that flower and throw it in the dustbin. Just imagine. So, the person doesn't get up. The flower is still very fresh, you know. See, the flower is still very fresh. We can put it tomorrow. Or if I look at the person, okay, okay, I will put it later on when I am going near the dustbin, I will take it and go. If you are giving this kind of reasoning, your mind has come into play. Suppose I say, everybody is sitting. I say to that person, can you sing a song? <coughs> no, my, <coughs> I have got, you are not even giving me time to prepare for this song? <coughs> okay, I don't remember any song. See, these are the reasoning that person gives. I can't sing it. Uh, oh, what will everybody think? Do you think I know the words? No, no, I don't remember the words. Oh, uh, these words are not there. Oh, oh, can you sing the song? I don't mind even if you have a crow's voice. You know how a crow does. Even if you sing in that voice, it does not matter to me. But can you sing? The person gives a hundred reasons why they cannot do it. Now apply verse number 21. What has happened? Using your mind, given reasoning. What are the reasonings that person has given? In an ordinary or a dangerous situation, the person cries. Yeah, you know, like, I cannot do it. This is not possible. I am not, my mind is not, this is not correct. I cannot remember the words. I need a mic, I need an audience. You are telling me just now suddenly how can I tell, sing that song for you? So, such kind of a person becomes fearful and laments. Fearful and laments. The person will say, I am not afraid. You tell me tomorrow, I will do it. No, you have been told to sing a song. And it has been told right now. So, the person puts all these things in the middle. Using the mind. When you use the mind, what has happened? Karma has happened. Where is selflessly over here? No selflessly over here. Personal motivation? Oh my God, you need, you know, a lot of push over there. Come on, that is not, you are doing it because of personal motivation and later on the person will say, okay, okay, I will see, okay. And then after that, the person will turn around and say, didn't I sing? It is with personal motivation you sang. It is with prodding you did. And when you do that with prodding and with a lot of, you know, hoo-ha, you are crying, you are fearful, you are lamenting, you have committed a sin, which means karma. And 
देर इज नो रिडेम्शन फॉर दैट नो रिडेम्शन देन वॉट हैपन्स इट बिकम्स अ कार्मिक एक्टिविटी बिकॉज देर इज अ पर्सनल मोटिवेशन लेटेस्ट सी यू हैव डन एंड लेटर ऑन सेड डिंट आई सिंग नो इट इज अ यूजलेस एक्टिविटी and your karma is also useless you will have to suffer for it not even say those words it has to be selflessly remember this word without motivation selflessly just do the actions then you will reach me so i hope you understood this very good thus i have related to you both in brief and in detail a complete survey of the science of absolute truth even for the demigods the science is very difficult to comprehend you know how many times i have explained that verse now do you remember many times because even after drilling it you know in in uh, in computer world you say hard coding it hard coding it is putting inside that chip coming from intel and all those places it is hard coded inside later on somebody is not writing you know even after doing that the person doesn't understand they are indignant they are angry you can't be you are not allowed to be you cannot say a lot of things you have to listen and do it right so krishna says see i have told these words i have said these words now you understand in brief i have given that thing in a single line as well as in so many lines in so many satsangs also i have conveyed to you no right in brief and in detail also i have given with multiple examples the last example was singing okay you want of another example <laughs> see any example in your life if it is personally motivated if you are cribbing if you are giving all kinds of reasoning you know crying 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 you are not doing anybody a favor you are doing karma your mind has come you are just opposing you are not doing the job then you and karma know best but if you are doing it without motivation selflessly and perfectly to the t then you krishna says in this life only i will see you i don't you don't have to wait for any other life <coughs> so he says this is a complete survey of the science of absolute truth this is the truth and by the way this truth is difficult to understand you know the reason why it is difficult to understand you have eyes and you have glasses in front of them these glasses are called maya maya is difficult to overcome you see without glasses you can't see you put on the glasses then you can see clearly isn't it this glasses covers the truth actually in the material world we say it actually shows me the truth but in spiritual world we say it covers the truth these are called the glasses of mind i am not talking about the physical glasses which i am not the ones which i am wearing that's an example i gave the mind is between you 
and me. Krishna says this. Between that individual and Krishna, there is a very big wall. And that wall is called the mind. Overcoming the mind is extremely important. Listening to the words is extremely important. Executing them right there and then is extremely important if you want to reach Krishna. Naturally, some things happen in this world, they are from the domain of Krishna. So, I hope you understood. Even for the demigods, this science is very difficult to comprehend. This science about the absolute truth, even those demigods can't understand. They also, you know, why should I do? You know, I will give you an example. Let us say, you go to Saraswati and say, Ma, can I get some money? He look at you. Sir, you are in the wrong department. And by the way, who has given you permission to come just now? Please talk to my secretary, get one appointment. Oh, is that so? <laughs> you know you can't meet gods like that. Even Yamdeva you can't meet without appointment. You understand, Yamdeva is the god of death. He also comes with appointment and you also have to meet him with appointment. He doesn't come just like that. You may think, you know, uh, there was an accident, so he has come. Nothing like that. He has come on his appointed hour. <laughs> so, you can't meet any gods without appointment. So, you have to go with appointments. Right? So, Saraswati will say, it is not my job. Now, you go to Lakshmi and you say, Ma, can I get some education? Oh, that is my sister, you know, you have to go and meet my sister, not me. It's not my department. That's what happens. Even the demigods don't understand this. You see, they forget that Krishna has sent that person. If you understand this sentence, then you are a smart person. You get the point? Krishna has deliberately sent that person to the wrong counter. <laughs> and the demigods don't understand this. They say, this is not my job. If they accept it as their job and do that job, they will rise higher than their position. Because now, they have a greater purview. You understand purview means what? The circle of influence. The circle of influence is bigger. Some people will say, this is all the work I am supposed to do. No. You want to rise higher in this universe, in this creation, you should be able to do all other job that comes your way. You know, in office we have this... In Companies, offices, institutions, everybody will say, no, they will shun the work that comes their way. Suppose there is some Excel sheet that you have to create. The boss says, can you create this Excel sheet? You go and tell the boss, boss, today Mary has not come to work, you know. She normally does that Excel sheet. So the boss looks at her. Okay, then tomorrow when she comes, do it. But let us say, you do the job. Have you superseded Mary? 
of course you have done mary's job that means you know how it is to be done does your has your knowledge increased of course your knowledge has grown if your knowledge increases what is it that you have gained you have gained a lot of understanding of the subject if you gain understanding of the subject don't you think that you will be using that knowledge in the future see did you understand what i'm saying let us say there is an actor this actor is dirty harry mr clint eastwood okay he is an actor so there is a director somebody is a director i don't know i'm just giving a hypothetical situation and he is taking the shot it so happens that the next day the director falls ill and you know when the set is ready when everybody has come to work and the director has not come to work the work comes to a standstill you know that you have to pay everybody isn't it everybody has turned up for the job and uh, the boss has not come does it mean that the the people should not be paid just because the boss has not come no the boss has not come so let us say the actor says i will direct so think about it has that actor superseded his capacity of course has the actor shown a lot of enthusiasm for doing that job yes will he learn more yes can he replace the director tomorrow of course the next film the actor will also be the director see did you get the point if you want to grow in this world and if you really want to become not only of finance department but in the education department all those departments and you want to become the prime minister or the president you should know every job the moment you say i don't know this and this is not my domain this is not my job you are stopping your own growth isn't that the truth in the material world this truth is called falsehood whatever i said just now they will say you have done your mba only in hr you know human resources and personal management and all why should you go and do finance management there will be a finance manager but the ceo is supposed to manage even the finance isn't it so you are just an hr manager don't you want to become the ceo so if you want to become the ceo you should know exactly what the finance department does exactly what the sales department does so isn't it important to learn so it is an important thing to learn and this is how you will grow in your life exceed yourself do more don't keep on giving reasons just keep on doing this is the absolute truth and even the demigods don't understand it that's why they only remain demigods if they wanted to become god then they would have superseded their responsibilities isn't it and done more and more and more isn't it god is the super boss of everything that's what now verse 24 says i have repeatedly spoken this knowledge to you with clear reasoning anyone who properly understands it will become free from all doubt and attain liberation another guarantee over here see how many times 
you know this is like a boring lecture going on and on and on and on and on and on you know that i have been saying the same thing over and over and over again and again not only in this book but in every other book that i am doing isn't it the same thing that i am saying if arjuna would have understood just do your job there would have been no bhagavad gita or if you would have understood it in the second chapter itself we didn't have to go till 18th chapter isn't it the truth is the same thing with human beings if they would have understood it in the first go then then bhagavad gita is of no use then you could have become god yourself but nobody wants to become god they just want to remain ordinary people and live in the cycle of life and death you know the rebirths so they love to go to 18th chapter and still at the end of 18th chapter they will say can we do it once again even if you do it a million times the same answer will be there can i do it once again next life you know what learn it in this life then what happens you attain liberation see what he says i have spoken this knowledge to you with clear reasoning reasoning has been absolutely clear if you tell me that reasoning is not there i will withdraw in every verse there is a pure reasoning my explanation is also pure reasoning to you isn't it i have reasoned out with you so anyone who properly understands it if you have understood then you will become free from all doubts and attain liberation in this life itself okay signed sealed and delivered okay like that signed sealed and delivered to you in this life you can become liberated if you can understand this little thing all right anyone who fixes his attention on these clear answers to your questions will attain the eternal confidential goal of the vedas the supreme absolute truth so anyone who fixes his attention you know we have to be attentive attentive to what level if the ac is on also you should not feel cold that kind of an attention you understand what i am saying if you are focused on feeling feeling cold or moving your ass like this then you have not understood single pointedly if you understand you fix your attention on these clear answers my answers were absolutely clear to the questions of uddhava they will attain the eternal confidential goal of the vedas whatever is written in all the holy books can be attained and what is written in the holy books how to get to the supreme absolute truth you understand the vedas the bible the quran and every other book only talks about the supreme absolute truth this is what they all the holy books speak about you will attain that absolute supreme absolute truth and there are no two ways about it you have no doubts single pointed attention only into this then knowing these answers and doing the jobs which you are supposed to do without questioning one who liberally disseminates this knowledge among my devotee 
is the bestower of the absolute truth and to him I give my very self. Uh, he is telling me. Because I am disseminating this knowledge, I am telling you all this knowledge, isn't it? See, if I tell you all this knowledge, and it is the same thing, you tell it to other people. If you have understood this, tell it to other people. Do your job without motivation, you know, that selflessly, selflessly, whatever that comes your way, perfectly. You have to do your job perfectly. That means putting all your effort into it and no cribbing and all. No cribbing, no saying, hey, this is very tough, I cannot do this, all those kind of, don't bother. Just do it. Don't say, I can't sing. You can sing like a crow also, does not matter. Don't say, I can't dance. You can dance with two left feet also, does not matter. Don't say, I can't cook. You can cook also, it does not matter even if there is extra sugar or extra salt in it, does not matter. It is a useless activity, isn't it? But if you do the useless activity for the Divine Lord, He doesn't consider it as useless at all. He accepts it and you can get liberation in this life itself. This is what is. You have to dedicate it to Him. Do it exclusively for Him. So, one who disseminates this knowledge, so if I have given this knowledge to you and if you have understood, it is good, you know, extra marks for me also. See, poor me. So, if I disseminate this knowledge among the devotees, is the bestower of absolute truth. So I have become a sort of okay, okay. I can bestow the absolute truth on you. And then what happens to me? To him, I give my very self. So Krishna will give himself to me. So nice, no? <laughs> so for you also, it's the same thing. If you can give this knowledge to people around, Krishna will give you definitely some Okay, shares in his company, don't worry. <laughs> like Google shares, you know, all the shares are there. So, you know, share of gold or Grindavana. <laughs> Who knows? So, okay, that was only in fun. He will definitely give you an ownership in Grindavana. What is the, what, what do you say? Hmm? He who loudly recites this supreme knowledge, which is most lucid and purifying, becomes purified day by day. For he reveals me to others with the lamp of transcendental knowledge. Now, this is another verse which we need to understand. In this, he who loudly recites. Last evening, we were having a satsang. And this is what came up. There are four kinds of sounds. Four. The way I am speaking is the first one. Okay? If I were to speak Dori, can you hear? No. This is under the breath. That is the second sound. This is for your understanding. Okay? Just listen. The third one, I said it in my mind, you know. <laughs> so, you are not saying it outside, but you are saying it in the mind. Third kind. And the fourth one is the automatic one. It happens on its own. Not in the mind. No mind at play. Automatic. Godly domain. Just like that. JLT. Four kinds of sound. Krishna says. Now this goes in our life also. There is a husband and a wife. 
okay the husband says my wife knows i love her she understands you know once in a while i get some flowers or something like that for her she understands see i come home early sometimes she understands and the wife says every day i love you 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 and the man says i get irritated with this kind of a she is saying it he is not saying it there's a big difference isn't it who is better the one who says it is better the one who doesn't say how will the world know nobody knows see this is a material worldly understanding now i will give you another example one mother has got two sons or two daughters okay and the mother says my children know i love them one of them says i am her favorite the second one says she always treats me badly now it's always the case you know between two siblings one will say my mother loves me the most the other one will say i am a you know unwanted child you know this happens in everybody's family the mother says the word i love you to the first one and i love you to the second one equally then it makes sense but if the mother thinks they understand i love them and never says a word then these two are going to have thoughts in their mind she loves me the most and the second one will say she doesn't even love me this is how it works so did you understand this is the second example i am giving the first example that i gave you was husband wife second one of two children now we come to the material worldly problems do you know anybody who gives a lengthy speech you know election speeches you know how they give no and they win in that election where you see they stand in that uh, what do you call that debate and in the debate one is very garrulous and the other one you know he is making a point but he is very slow and soft and you think the person who is soft is a good person the election will be won by the person who is garrulous not by the person who is soft do you get the point person who keeps on talking a person who keeps on doing things is the winner this is a third example now i come to spiritual world now this was all material worldly now we come to the spiritual world in the spiritual world we say god hears my prayers you know every day i pray to him god is busy in his work you don't say it loudly do you know what was the previous verse by the way krishna says i say it repeatedly and you think your one single prayer he is going to hear you have to say it loudly loudly say it again and again and again then he will listen so did you get the point even in the spiritual domain he is only giving you this verse see he says he who loudly recites this supreme knowledge 
you cannot talk under your breath. No. If you stand in front of God, speak out. Say the words. And please say them correctly. Okay? Don't, and this is just, just example, huh? doesn't mean that you go and do this. God, I want money. Lots of money. Lots of money means he will give you a thousand one dollar coins or one rupee coin. Is that okay? Lots of money it is. No, 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 no. I was talking lots of money means uh, at least some, you know, a hundred thousand or maybe a million. Oh, is it? Say the words correctly. Okay, don't mumble. People like to mumble, you know. They'll say it under their breath. God is not even listening to you, by the way. His ears have become deaf listening to all, everybody's, I want this, I want that, I want this, I want, you know, he's become deaf. So, to get your words correctly to him, say the words correctly. That means all prayers have to be done perfectly, clear, clear pronunciation, clear pronunciation. Absolutely to the T. They should be audible. Okay? You use a microphone if you want. Okay? You think that God is... Now you know what the Azan is. You know Azan is the morning prayers. Outside the masjid they are doing. Have you seen it is loud and everybody should hear? We are deaf people. That is why they have to say it loudly. So that they can wake you up. It's at 5 o'clock, normally at 5 o'clock and all. So, they loudly say that prayer so that you can wake up. You are always sleepy. So, think about it like that. <laughs> it has to be loud. It has to be audible. It should be heard. It's like, jana jana mana No, no, no. Say it loudly. <laughs> you know the reason why he says, say it loudly? Do you know the reason? We are embarrassed by it. You know, to say something loudly, we are embarrassed by it. We don't want to say our national anthem also loudly. What that person next to me will think, he will think I am an idiot. No. Stand up, say it loudly. Prayer, say it loudly. Let that person think you are an idiot. What is, what is the big deal in that? Does not matter. Okay? It's like, you know, uh, I have seen people will sit for the... Okay, let us eat. Say the words. You know? Say the Hail Mary. Or say the grace before meals properly. In Christians, I tell them always. Uh, today, bitter and all that. But I suppose you... Say the Hail Mary properly. Say the prayer properly. You see? Grace before meals, bless us, O Lord, and these thy gifts which are about to receive from thy bounty to Christ our Lord. Amen. Say this loudly, does not matter. <laughs> Everybody is going to feel embarrassed except you. I say in, in, in my satsangs, you know, many times I have said, Nirlajjam Sadasuki. You have to become shameless while saying prayers. Don't have shame. Don't have that kind of thing. So he says, any person who loudly recites this knowledge, which is most lucid, lucid means the clarity is there. There is nothing like this. It is lucid, clear-cut understanding and purifying. 
when you say something clearly, your diction is clear, your voice is resounding, things are perfectly in place, then they are purifying. If you are mumbling something, if you are saying something in the mind, you know some people talk to them. Probably. Don't talk to yourself. Your mind is talking. Don't do that. Don't talk to yourself. If you talk to yourself, you are an idiot. Your mind is talking. See? Then you are an idiot. Then the world will say, Oh, he is thinking. That is why he talks to himself. No. When you speak to the Lord, speak openly, clearly, lucidly, absolutely, perfectly. Then what will happen? Then you will get purified day by day. Your purification will happen. For he reveals me to others. So when you say the name of the Lord to other people, so if, if I am telling you this very clearly, is my diction very clear? Can you hear me? Am I saying it loudly? Of course. If you can hear me clearly, if your eardrums are hurting, oh my God, he's shouting in my ear. I will shout. So that the name of the Lord at least enters that dumb brain of yours. See? <laughs> you understand why I shout? At least that words will reach somewhere inside. It will hurt you to hear those. So that is how you have to say. For he reveals me because the person reveals me. That means Krishna is revealed to everybody with the lamp of this transcendental knowledge. So when you are giving this knowledge to other people, say it loud and clear. Okay? What knowledge are we talking about? Recap. The knowledge is do the job that comes to you naturally without cribbing, without putting any obstacles in the way, doing it perfectly, dedicating it to Krishna alone, then you will achieve the ultimate goal of your life in this life alone, which is called the supreme absolute truth. Got the answer? One single line. And that is what is the supreme absolute truth. So, we have come till verse 27. We will do verse 28 tomorrow. So, we will stop over here.